This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Pat McNulty. Pat is the Associate Director for University and Young Adult Evangelization for the Diocese of Columbus. Welcome, Pat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super Great excited. to have you. Um, so, Pat, you were in college at um, Colorado State yep. in Fort Collins, yep. <laughs> um, and you um, you went you started going to the Newman Center there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was in through that and through the relationships that you kind of had your moment of conversion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you said it was within the context of adoration of it the was. Eucharist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It um, was. What you know? What kind of changed in that experience? That's a good question. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a realization of this is either everything or nothing. Like I'm either wasting time trying to go to church on Sundays or. I'm not doing anywhere near enough. You know, this this faith can't be some sort of a middle point. Um, and I think just that realization made me think, like, which which way does my life want to go? And, yeah, in that moment I knew, like, you know, I can't really describe it, but I knew that the faith was true. So it was like, well, I, gotta, I have to be more involved then. Um, so from there, I mean, it was a lot of small steps. I think a lot of people look to, like, a St. Paul moment in their life, but a lot of people don't have those, and that's okay. For me, it was, you know, I had this moment in adoration where I realized, like, this is either true or it's not. And then it was a long period of, okay, now I'm just going to pray for, you know, 15 minutes a day. And then after that, it was, I'm going to start going to daily mass once a week. And then from that, I prayed a little more and then started leading a Bible study. So there's just a lot of little steps that came after that, um, but that all was kind of inspired from, yeah, that moment of realization um, about the faith. You know, so obviously you were there before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Mm -hmm. But was it sort of... You know, did Christ play a role in this moment? Was it, um, you know, like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christ I, must be the Lord. Yeah, know, Christ must of. be the Lord. And it felt like an invitation. It wasn't like a, an intellectual exercise that I was doing yeah. that was like, oh, this is everything or nothing. It was. It felt like an invitation from the Lord of either follow me or, or nothing. You know, like, yeah, you have to realize, you know, you're either all in or you're all out. And it came as in the form of an invitation mm-hmm. at prayer, not just an intellectual exercise. And, you know, um, I think, like, in these experiences where the Lord's kind of inviting us or, Mm -hmm. you know, He's a very familiar voice. I mean, it's a voice that we've heard all of our life Mm -hmm. some ways. He's constantly whispering to us and letting Himself be known. You know, like, you think at the conversion of Peter on the shore of Tiberias, Mm -hmm. um, that he knew... That Jesus, he knew Jesus, like in a sense, Jesus was someone he was familiar with. He may yeah, not have absolutely. known him very, you know, personally or very mm-hmm. closely, but he, he knew him enough to let him onto his boat mm-hmm. to use yeah, his boat. So um, there is a sense where we have a familiarity with Christ, but then he really invites us into something more in these mm-hmm. situations. Um, so, and and I think you you bring up a really good point, and that is that. We have this encounter with Christ, but then we continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and how how did you continue to grow? And I I would imagine this is where I want to ask the question: is how you met Focus? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're definitely linked. So I met we had missionaries on our campus. Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, 
Um, they send recent college grads to different campuses um, to serve as witnesses and to mentor college students in the faith. So when I was at school, actually, I had met the missionaries before that retreat that I had the conversion on. Um, and it was actually through them that I really desired to start engaging in the faith more um, and even go on this retreat. Like, you know, growing up, it was like, you go to church and it's like, man, everyone looks like they're at a funeral. You know, even on Easter, it's, you know, it's kind of a sad, dull place sometimes. Um, but meeting these people, it's like, they're alive and they are joyful and they like, they're all in for this. This is awesome. So I had known the missionaries a little bit, um, and then after my conversion, got to know them a little bit more. Um, yeah, and they just were great in being able to teach me, you know, this is how you pray with Scripture. This is, you know, how you should pray. This is how you should, you know, moderate your life. These are the virtues you should be growing in, and here's how you can do so. Um, so I started to walk with a missionary who, yeah, cared for me, knew me, and, yeah, was a, a good role model in my life. And... Um, when, how did you ma- decide to make the commitment to become a focused missionary? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually, so I'd switched majors at one point in college. And then, so my junior year, I went in for an advising appointment and they were like, oh, you're actually on track to graduate early, which I didn't realize. So I was like, oh, sweet. And then I was meeting up at that point with a missionary every week. So I went straight from my advising appointment to meeting up with the missionary. And he was like, oh, if you're graduating early, then you should apply for focus. The, uh, the deadline's this weekend to apply. And I was like, oh, I don't have any excuses not to apply because I had just found out that I was uh, on track to graduate early. So I was like, all right, I'll apply. Um, the interview weekend was actually like on my way home for Thanksgiving break anyway. So I was like, well, I'll just go. It'll be fun. Just hang out. I don't think I ever had an intention of actually becoming a missionary. Um, in fact, one of my good friends was my roommate. We do uh, focus those these weekends where you go and you stay and kind of discern throughout the weekend. And one of my good friends was my roommate at that weekend. And both of us kind of looked at each other and were like, we're like not actually thinking about doing this, right? Um, both of us ended up doing it, hmm. which is funny. Um, but yeah, just being on that weekend and and at some point I was like, okay, I'm here. I should just, you know, open up my heart to the Lord and say, okay, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. Um, yeah, and from that, I just started to realize like, yeah, I am pursuing a lot of jobs right now. And the first thing that I look at is the salary. And the second thing is how impressive the title sounds. Um, this <laughs> joining focus is a chance to have a job that for most people is not impressive and where you fundraise your salary. And maybe that's exactly what I need coming out of college to, to purify me of that pride and that vanity that I was pursuing. Um, so how, so you, you did, you are at Iowa or Iowa state, Iowa state, Iowa state. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was before you came to Ohio State. It was. Mm-hmm. So what you were just a team member on that. Yeah. That so point. just the missionary at Iowa State. Um, yeah, which is great. It was a good experience. What were kind of your highlights in that experience? Yeah, that's a good question. It was a, a really fun year. It was a crazy year because that's the year that COVID had hit. So uh-huh. it was a weird transitioning. But I remember just having a Bible study during COVID where um, I'd started a Bible study in one of the fraternity houses, and then we were all separate now doing Zoom Bible studies and. It was funny. I remember one night one guy didn't come because his uh, um, all the cows got out and he was living on the farm. So he had to help his parents get the cows back in. Which That's just a funny memory. But I think just being able to build up a Bible study within a fraternity house and then when COVID hit, knowing that you know I can provide something that is so important uh, to people that yeah, as clo- churches are closing and everything in the world is closing, we can still provide community and, and talk about the Lord. So yeah, it was a tough year, especially as COVID hit, but it was beautiful to be able to, to do those things. And, you know, we've had focused missionaries on here quite a bit on conversations mm-hmm. on discipleship and and the method, and, and it's primarily, you know, friendship 
and you yeah. kind of win people over to mm-hmm. Christ through that friendship, Absolutely. and then walk them through Bible studies. The first one really kind of goes through the basic gospel message, yep. but then others as well, and you kind of equip them and form them as disciples. But then also keeping in mind to send them out and that, you know, kind of this missional training. But it's it's primarily through friendship and Bible studies. Yeah, um, absolutely. So um, how did you end up at OSU? Yeah, so my time at Iowa State, um, I had been qualified to be a team director, um, which kind of oversees an entire team on a campus. Um, the team director at Iowa State had been there for a little while and was staying there, so it was like, okay, you're a team director now, but we need to move you. Um, and I heard that I, Ohio State was... Um, yeah, opening up as a campus. My dad actually grew up in Columbus, went to St. Matthias mm. um, before moving out to Colorado. Um, so I was like, wow, that'd be really cool. We'd always cheered for the Buckeyes because Colorado college sports are not the best. So, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to watch a competitive team, we'd watch the Buckeyes. So I was like, wow, that'd be kind of cool. So I mentioned to uh, kind of the regional team, I'd be interested in moving that um, in that direction. And yeah, just everything kind of came together and yeah, I got moved out here. Did your father go to OSU? He did not, no. Okay. So he moved out in like middle school, and then oh, okay. he actually went to Colorado State as well. Okay. So, um, so there was. So you actually applied for to be for the team to go to OSU, mm-hmm. yeah. or at least kind of tried to walk yeah. your way into it. Yeah, absolutely. I had heard of it, and it sounded awesome, so I was interested. Yeah. So um, you came in um, in a rough year because it was shutdown mode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, you know, highly restricted mode yeah. when you came in. A team of four, yep. um, two guys and two girls. Mm-hmm. How was that year at OSU? It was great. Um, it was definitely slower going at first than uh, maybe a normal year, just given the, the constra- constraints that we were seeing. But there's also a lot of beautiful things that happened. I mean, I, I know of some guys um, at a freshman Bible study, and a lot of the guys just wanted friends and they were moving to a new city. They didn't know anyone. And most other clubs on campus had just shut down for the year. And so I had a couple guys come into Bible study that I don't think in any other year would have ever come to Bible study, but they just wanted to hang out with people. So, and this was the means um, for them to come. So to see them actually engage um, in the faith and really think about it was really interesting. Um, Cause yeah, I, I think we did have opportunities and doors open that otherwise wouldn't have been opened. And then you left OSU. Yes, I left OSU. I got married um, just this past summer, and yeah, missionary life is awesome, but it's definitely uh, trying to meet, form your life to fit the uh, the life of a college student is challenging. So my wife and I both kind of stepped back. We started doing administrative work for Focus, and while I was there, I heard about this role, um, so I decided to move back out to Columbus uh, Yeah, and work here for the diocese. And you, you've settled here. I have, so. yes. I bought a house. We're having a baby here soon, so we are putting down roots Great. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, in our next segment, we'll talk about, um, Pat, what what is kind of going to be coming down the road with university evangelization in the diocese. Uh, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Pat McNulty. Pat is the new Associate Director for University and Young Adult Evangelization for the Diocese of Columbus. Thank you, Pat, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. And until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Hey, parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.